okay, George, the timer is is a go. We're we're underway. Episode five of Boundary Talk. Uh, I'd just like to address some rumours that have been spread around by my my co-hosts, uh, who I thought were my friends. <laughs> some some allegations about my non-appearance yesterday. I was at, I was at work. Uh, unfortunately, I would have loved to be there for a a day of county cricket, but alas, I'm here now. And actually, Ollie and Kieran. Where are you now? That's what I'm saying. Anyway, I've wasted time. Uh, I'm joined today by a hopefully long-time listener, first-time caller, George Yates. How are you doing, buddy? I'm very good. Very good. Um, yeah, very enjoyable day. First day in the Law's press box. Um, started off not very promising uh, with the weather, um, but thankfully at 10 past two, we got out um, uh, We got out to see some action, and yeah, we, I think we got over 60 overs in the day, which... Um, which didn't look likely at the start of the day. Um, but yeah, really enjoyable day. Um, ben Duckett really um, continued continued his innings. Um, I think he was finishing on a hun- finished off 119 yesterday on day on day one and he continued and he continued that on day two, uh, finishing off 177 uh, off 258 balls. Um, he's clearly it feels like he's finding a bit more confidence with that with that England shirt, and he's bringing that to the county uh, the county game now. I think he's now top scorer in Division One. So yeah, really really impressed by him. Uh, Stephen Mullaney um, really really helped him as well. Ninety run partnership between him and Duckett. Unfortunately, falling four short of his fiftieth first class century. Um, so I'm sure he'll be a bit gutted, but played but played a nice uh, vital part in the back end of Nottinghamshire's innings but as soon as he left unfortunately wickets fell uh, and Nottinghamshire finished on 364 all out yeah um, yeah it was a good it was a good performance by well good good performance is a bit of uh, an understatement for Duckett uh, incredible some incredible shots the personal highlight of mine was the paddle sweep the the audacity to to pull that off is outrageous and it's the confidence that you know he's playing with at the moment and you know he's certainly in going to be in that team for that first test against Australia. Um, but yeah, uh, in reply, Middlesex uh, hundred and eleven for two, I believe, uh, trailing by two hundred and fifty-three runs. Um, so yeah, Middlesex. Uh, I don't want to give away my match report too much, but Middlesex have struggled with their top order so far this season, uh, and that really wasn't the case today. They looked. Well, I don't want to say they look good because they didn't, to be honest. Sam Robson looked a bit, you know, obviously he's a professional cricketer and he played some lovely shots, but he didn't look fully confident out there, um, which I don't know whether that's to do with the start of the season the top order have had. Um, but his partner, Mark Stoneman, he certainly looked to sort of play himself into form, uh, to use a cliche. But he's there on 60 not out. He was supported well by Peter Milan who was looking to avoid a third duck in five innings and he did so he played well for his 26 Robson played all right for his score but he got out he was the first wicket of the innings um but yeah we've spoken far too much about this game even though we are sat and actually I just like we are sat in the shame worn commentary box which is a bit surreal really uh, recording this podcast for you but um We've spent almost four minutes on one game. Uh, we need to we need to get a move on. There's some other games to talk about. Let's go down to Taunton, uh, my home ground, technically. Jimmy Anderson takes wickets. That is the case. Taking another Fifer, and you know, if you look at Somerset's bowling in comparison, it just shows how impressive that is. Uh, I know that you were watching a bit of this, George, earlier on. Yeah, um, 
still find it incredible that Jimmy Anderson is playing for um, playing cricket at all, never mind playing for England at uh, the grand old age of 40 years old. I believe that was his 54th first-class wicket. So, I mean, massively um, impressive uh, from him. Uh, Somerset um, got a decent score in the end, 441 all out. Uh, Tom Abel added to his overnight score, finishing on 151. Um, but Lancashire were really impressive in their reply. Uh, Luke Wells got 82 not out. Uh, and Keaton Jennings and Josh Bohan are still there on 124 and 73, so respectively. So really promising stuff for um, Lancashire. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm, I'm conscious of time. I'm conscious of time. Five minutes. Uh, how many more games have we got to talk about? Well, there's easily two games we can dismiss. So Gloucestershire, Worcestershire, there was no play today. So Worcestershire will resume 118 for seven, trailing by 113 runs when that game gets underway again. And again, Glamorgan, Durham at Sophia Gardner's no play on Friday. Durham currently on 382 for six. So let's go down to Hove. Let's go down to Hove where Yorkshire are playing Sussex. And Yorkshire seem to be in a bit of strife in this one. It was a good performance from Sussex led by Tom Allsop's 95. And in response, Yorkshire have struggled. I think that's fair to say. Finley Bean falling one of a half falling one run short of a half century. But an impressive bowling from Jack Carson sees... Sussex in control of that game, I think that's fair to say. Wouldn't you say, George? Yeah, most definitely. Um, I, I caught a little bit of this, um, of this game early early in the morning. Uh, ben Codes, uh, I think, took five wickets in this game and he was he was moving the ball about quite a bit. But yeah, Sussex uh, in control. Yorkshire trailing by 145 runs um, with only three wickets remaining. So on day two, it looks like Sussex are in control of the game. Yes, definitely. And then we'll head over to Northampton. Hampshire, after that crushing defeat uh, at the Oval that we were there to witness, um, they seem to have responded well. Uh, and someone that seems to have responded very well was James Vince. He struggled. He struggled a lot uh, against the bowling attack at the Oval, but he has come back strong. And I think his 186 is the highest score in the championship so far. I think in both championships, um, so he batted well. He was supported well by Nick Gubbins batting at three. He reached his century, but I believe that was yesterday. Uh, so Hampshire did well. They scored maximum batting points, I believe. I'll have to check that. I'm not 100% sure. Probably not, actually, given they were all out after 129. Overs, Ben Brown supported once again, but they declared and they put Northamptonshire into bat. And to be honest, that is... A big deficit. They're trailing by 387 runs. They're 95 for five after Hampshire's strong batting. Uh, where do you think it all went wrong for Northamptonshire today, George? Um, I mean, it's a, it's it's difficult for Northamptonshire. You've got you've got a quality seam bowling attack. I mean, you've got Mohammed Abbas, who's got to be one of the best bowlers uh, in the county championship uh, this season. Um, I mean, we talked about the the previous game, Sussex Yorkshire, with. Um, Sussex being in a strong position but I think unfortunately for Nottinghamshire this game looks almost over with only two game um, with only two days played um, so yeah look Hampshire really bouncing back from their disappointing defeat last time out 
And I, I think what looks good here, actually, is there seems to be, well, I think you can count the game out as Taunton as potentially ending in a draw. But again, if they get two days in and Lancashire are able to build a lead, who knows with Somerset's frail batting lineup? But, ah, the Essex game. Let's speak about that. Well, that is some second wicket partnership for Essex between Tom Wesley and Nick Brown. They're looking at a second innings partnership of over 250, which uh, second, wi second wicket partnership, 250, with Tom Wesley and Nick Brown both hitting tons. Uh, Nick Brown, we, I saw him play at the Oval. Uh, I saw him, not at the Oval, they haven't played at the Oval yet. I saw him play here at the Lords um, in the first game of the season, and, and he looked to be positive. He, he looked to sort of come out of the the traps fast and um, he actually didn't do very well in that game he didn't get a notable score but he's hit his first century of the season as has Tom Wesley uh, and there's still batting to come in that lineup. Dan Lawrence who hit a century here at Lords in the first game of the season Matt Critchley who's hit three half centuries I believe so far uh, I mean that's a pretty long day if you're a Kent Kent Bowler isn't it George yeah um, they. I think I believe they started at about 3pm so hopefully the Kent Bowlers were having had some fresh legs in their thing but um, yeah I think when I look at that Essex team I think I think they look, a, they look a decent bet for the title. I mean, that top order, top three, Nick Brown, Alistair Cook, who are a few people were saying should get in the basketball team. <laughs> 39 of 30 deliveries. Uh, God, bring, bring about the years. Um, but yeah, the, bowl, the bowling as well, Doug Bracewell, Simon Harmer, uh, Jamie Porter, Sam Cook in the previous game. But yeah, um, Essex looking strong in that position. Unfortunately, I don't think that game is going to be um, going to conclude with only one inning. Or one innings is yet to complete with three innings left. Um, and yeah, that's looking closer to a draw. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, talking of things coming to an end, this podcast is about to reach its conclusion. Thank you very much to George. And we will see you tomorrow for another episode of Boundary Talk.